Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks, and Lord bless you this great day. I hope that uh, it's going to be a marvelous day for you. I want to start out with prayer. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. This is the day you've made, and Lord, I'm going to rejoice. And I'm going to be glad in it because you have great things for us. I want to be happy today. I want to smile today. I want to be a living witness for you today. And I pray everybody will join me in this, that we truly can make a difference. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. You know, many people like parades. They're fun. They're festive. And at times, pretty unique. And normally, they're celebrating something. You know, I grew up in Pendleton, Oregon as a young boy birth to five years old. And I remember big parades that go by our house because they had the big uh, rodeo there in, in the round, Pendleton Roundup. And it used to scare me, all the, the bands and everything. I, when I was a little kid, I was kind of scared of parades. But uh, usually they're fun and they're festive now. And then they throw out candy and all sorts of things for the kids. You know, and it's just kind of fun to celebrate. I think people like to celebrate. I went to a Boise State parade a few years ago, and it was fun. It was fun, and my my niece uh, rides the the horse for the uh, Boise State and runs into the stadium, and we got to see her and talk to her as she rode her horse in the parade, and it was just a lot of fun. Well, we know when Jesus came into the world, the angels rejoiced in singing, and we know there was a heavenly celebration was going on because the prophesied king was born who came to take away the sins of the world. What a grand entry. In Matthew 25, we find these words in verse 31, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. What a day that will be, folks. It will be complete joy for some, but complete disaster for others. I hope and pray that you're not in the disaster group. I hope and pray that you are in the group that believes in him and put your faith in him because it will be a celebration. You're not going to be sad. You would be sad if you were aware of the loved ones maybe that weren't going with you. But you know, I don't believe there's sadness in heaven, so I don't believe that'll be an issue whatsoever. But I know this, why would we take a chance with it? Why would we take a chance with eternity? A lot of people have different views of heaven and eternity, but I do know one thing. Those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ will be with him, and those who don't will not. And we have to make it. We may have to make a decision. I wouldn't want to live in fear every day of wonderment. If I get in a car wreck and I die and, and I didn't know Jesus, what a horrible thing. People of God, make a decision. Make a decision today. I know I've been harping on a lot lately, but I'm, I'm convinced that we need a spiritual revival within our world, that God would be seen powerfully. And I really believe I'm seeing some of it already. This is the time of reckoning. That sounds a little scary. And certainly for some folks, it will be. In fact, people don't even like talking about it because it makes them nervous because they know what the result of the reckoning will be. Maybe sometimes like a work evaluation, you were called before your boss to talk about your performance. And in many cases, you know how you have worked and the news may not be surprising. There may be some who might say, I really don't know how I've done or how it will turn out. That may be the case when some comes before the Son of Man in all his glory. And they think, I hope I'm okay. 
There shouldn't be any question. If you're not right with God, it's time now to get right with him, to know without a shadow of doubt you where you stand, that you are a member of the kingdom of God, and you love the Lord Jesus Christ with all your heart, soul, and mind. Listen to Matthew chapter 25, verse 32 and 33. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on the right and the goats on his left. Throughout the word of God, we know that someday the judgment will come, and every one of us, young and old, will stand before him and give an account for our lives. Honestly, I think many people try to suppress that thought, and it's only because of the fear of the unknown. And I'm here to tell you today, you need not fear. If you're walking with Jesus Christ, you need not fear. He knows your life inside out. He knows how you think, how you act, what you say. It isn't a great mystery, and you are on board serving him. There's nothing to fear. Well, Pastor, I haven't been perfect. Well, Merry Christmas, folks. Who has? Who has? Nobody's perfect. You're forgiven, and he walks with you, and through our struggles, he wants to strengthen you every single day. A key to your spiritual success is obedience to the Word of God. I'm always thrilled when people say yes to the following the Lord in baptism. Like I said, we've been baptizing more and more recently. And I remember that old hymn that goes, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. I believe that. I believe we need to trust. And I believe we need to obey the things that God has for us. He goes on in this passage to talk about your reward. Hey, I like talking about rewards. You ever gotten a reward for something? It's kind of nice to get a reward. Matthew chapter 25, verse 34 to 36 says, Then the king will say to those on the right, Come, you who are blessed of my father, take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world already started the preparation. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. The believer attempts to understand. Though his words are right to the point, they don't get it. Listen to their response to Jesus in the chapter 25, verse 37 through 39. Then the righteous, okay, listen, he says, and the righteous, talk about the righteous, we'll answer him. Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did you, we see a stranger and invite you in? When did we see you, a stranger, invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When do we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? They tried to piece his words together because they wanted to understand what he was telling them. We all need to understand what Jesus is trying to get across. Then we see Jesus sharing the true understanding. And here we go. Chapter 25, verse 40. The king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did to one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Whatever you did to these people that were hungry, these people were thirsty, these people that were in prison, 
Whatever you did to them, you did to me. Bam. The message is heard loud and clear. Hopefully we get it. Jesus is speaking of people of action to respond to needs. But you know what? We get caught up in our little world and busy doing all, only the things we want to do. And we shove the things he tells us in the corner. Man, I so appreciate that I have no people that help the hurting and they respond dearly. And I've had some people that have been in in, in uh, working in the prison ministries, a whole number of people that work in prison ministry that are there to help them people. I know those that really want to help the poor. And when we have special things that they do everything they can to help the poor, they respond to the things of God. You know, I'm telling you, God wants us to respond to him. God wants us to be obedient to him. What is he telling you to do? Is he telling you to go work at the shelter? We have women there once a month go down and work at the women's shelter and serve them breakfast. It's only from like seven till nine on a Saturday. And we have women signed up all the time to go down there. They're very faithful about that. We have people that go work uh, in food banks. I've told you about my friend Tom Gould, who uh, works at a food bank over on Fairview. And I'm telling you that he has such a passion for those that need help. And they do so many great things for those people that are needing help, people that are responding, and people are hurting, people visiting those that are hurting. Now we come to this, we come to the unfortunate the unfortunate exit. This is not good. This is a part that it's hard. It's hard to hear, but it's Jesus responding. We're still in the 25th chapter. This time's verse 41. Then Jesus says, he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Jesus did not mince words. Absolutely not. He wanted them to get the gist of his message. Talk doesn't cut it. And many people talk a great talk. And you would think they are a saint of God. But when their life is lived, somehow something is missing. Come to find out, it's Jesus. Come to find out, they did nothing to help people. You know, some of the, the wealthiest people are the stingiest people in this world. Even some of those that claim Jesus, they don't tithe. They, they certainly don't tithe. If they, and if they do, they do give, they certainly don't give 10%. They might give a little bit because they think that they have a lot of money so we can just give this amount. Well, God's not going to beat you over. He knows your heart. And that's the same with giving things to the poor and taking care of needs. And we don't respond. And we want to do things for ourselves. Folks, we're going to stand in judgment someday. I do not want to be on the side that he says, depart from me. I never knew you. You know what? Great news is many people are realizing this and coming to the Lord. Praise the Lord for that. You know, he is virtually saying, hey, no action, no results. So you know what? I'm just going to close with this today. The last part of this passage, Matthew 25, 42 and 43 and then 44 and 45, he says, For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, you did not look after me. And here's the response, verse 44 and 45. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? He will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these you did not do for me. Then he speaks of their judgment in Matthew 25, 46. 
then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. People, I hope that you're on the righteous side, that you will inherit eternal life. He loves you. He has a plan for you. Have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.